The Super Bowl has come and gone, and the Rams have won over the Bengals. After making some bold moves in free agency by going an all-in to win mentality, the Rams are now the Super Bowl champions. It's now time to enter the NFL offseason. So what's next for the Rams, and what's next for the Bengals, and also what's next for the NFL? And also, can Rob Gronkowski join the Bengals in the offseason? Is that possible? And will the Bengals get a whole new offensive line in the offseason? But first, though... Let us begin. Cheers, everyone. Welcome to Bruce Steel. I'm your host, Brandon. And this episode will be my recap of Super Bowl 56 between the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. But first, so what beer am I pairing with this week's episode? What beer am I pairing with the Super Bowl? Well, that beer is from Heretic Brewing out of Fairfield, California. And the name of that beer is Shallow Grave, which is a robust porter. The Shallow Grave porter is described as dark as night and perfect for a cool evening. This is a very dark ale complex with flavors of rich chocolate, caramel, malt, and also a touch of warmth and also malt sweetness. And all these flavors come together making for a very good porter, which is definitely good for a good winter's night and also for a cool evening. I got my beer in a bottle. It has an ABV of 7% with an IBU of 33. And better yet, this beer is available all year round. And like other beers profiled here in Bruce Steel, this is also another award-winning beer. In 2016, this beer won silver medal for Robust Porter at the GABF Awards. And it also won the bronze award for Robust Porter at the World Beer Cup in 2014. This is a really good porter, definitely not overwhelming, a really good smooth, easy porter to drink, and it's most definitely good beer to have in a cool evening, as described in his website. And the flavors of chocolate and caramel malt really do come together. They don't overwhelm one another. They don't fight one another. They all just come together, adding for a very unique flavor to this beer, and where it really does need to be tasted more closely to identify all these excellent flavors, which really does add to the rich experience of this robust porter from Heretic Brewing. And the sweetness and the flavor is also an added bonus in this beer, so I'm thinking this beer, if you're going to pair with food, it can definitely go with like savory dishes but also desserts as well i think this porter could be paired with either one because it really does have the universal flavor to it which is by far an added bonus and the bottle art is also well done as well and also named shallow grave really does add to the sense that the nfl season coming to an end right now you know the season is done but the story of the nfl is not dead because right now we're in the off season so kind of things are kind of like in a shallow grave right now it's going to come back eventually right now we're kind of like in the dark ages of the nfl right now with the season being done but right now we're in the off season a lot of storylines are brutal so I'm thinking right now we're kind of like in the dark ages slash shallow grave stage and it's all paved the way by this excellent robust porter from Heretic Brewing. As this porter is definitely a gem of robust porter and an excellent product from Heretic Brewing from Fairfield, California. So if you're looking for a good porter for a cool winter day or even early spring, do check out this excellent robust porter from Heretic Brewing out of Fairfield, California. Do check out your stores. Ask it to have Heretic Brewing beer as you're by far an excellent brewery worth checking out. And it's also worth noting that not only being a brewery, but Heretic is also known for being a distillery where they make vodka, gin, whiskey, and cocktails. And I definitely want to get to whiskey here in future editions here on Brew Stilled, and also with the cocktails as well, so do look out for that here in future editions of Brew Stilled, as Heretic Brewing and Distilling is definitely an establishment worth checking out. And that there is my beer pairing for this week's edition of Brew Stilled, and that is a shallow grave, robust porter from Heretic Brewing in Fairfield, California. An excellent porter on a cold winter day, or even a cool day as well. And that there is my beer pairing, it's now time to talk about the Super Bowl, in where the Rams came out victorious by a score of 23-20. 
And with Cooper Cup, who was also the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, came out as the MVP for the Rams. Although I do believe that should have been Aaron Donald, the defensive lineman from the Rams, who was also very valuable for the Rams in this victory. But in the end, it was Cooper Cup who got the MVP. And in the end, the Rams won their game. And what I saw was a pretty much evenly matched game based on the way that both teams played and how plays played out. Because there were times in the game, too, where I thought that maybe the Bengals were going to hold on to their lead in the end. They just needed one big play late in the game to seal the deal. But in the end, the Rams got it together and came out on top, defeating the Bengals. Which I credit to Aaron Donald for making a breakthrough on a defense for the Rams, allowing for the Rams to make a much-needed breakthrough in this game. But in the end, this game was very decisive in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter was indeed very decisive. This is where the Rams came out on top. This is where they defeated the Bengals by gaining the momentum with that touchdown in the fourth quarter. And there were times in the fourth quarter where I thought the Bengals were going to make a major play where they could seal the deal and get victory in this game. But in the end, it did not occur as pretty much the Bengals' offensive line caught up to them in a very bad way as well. Because throughout this whole season, the Bengals' offensive line was not very good. The fact the Bengals went to the Super Bowl with that offensive line is indeed an accomplishment in America all in itself. They had to place Joe Burrow in a shotgun position or to keep as an adjustment from the Rams' defense. But in the end, it was not enough in the end. So the offensive line for the Bengals, they are part of the reason why the Bengals lost this game. There were also other moments as well, such as missed opportunities in offense. And there were also penalties in the red zone in the fourth quarter, which paid the way for that Rams touchdown, which sealed the game for the Rams for victory. And the Rams also overcame a major setback in this game, which came earlier in the game when Odell Beckham Jr., after his first touchdown, had to lead the game due to an injury and where he was out for the rest of the game. But in the end, the Rams overcame that, even though that was indeed a setback under offense. But a what-if scenario in this game I do see is, what if Odell Beckham Jr. did not get injured? Well, here's what I think would have happened. If Odell Beckham Jr. did not lead the game for an injury, that definitely probably would have sealed the game much earlier for the Rams. Because they would have had both Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. on their offense on the field at the same time for the entirety of the game. I think if they're both playing this game for the entire game, Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup, the Rams might have won this game in a much more decisive and also much more early on. But the Rams' defense is also highly more essential in this victory as well, particularly from Aaron Donald. His leadership was by far very valuable for the Rams. There was a moment in the game before this, an NFC Championship game, where he was giving his players a pep talk when they were playing the 49ers. Because Aaron Donald, he might retire after the season. We don't know what he's going to do yet. But in the end, his leadership, his drive, and his motivation was a huge part of why the Rams won this game. And that is why I believe he should have been MVP over Cooper Cup. And the trade for Matt Stafford was indeed worth the investment for the Rams by giving away two first-round draft picks to the Lions in order to secure Matt Stafford. And Sean McVay also gets his first Super Bowl victory in his second Super Bowl appearance as head coach of Los Angeles Rams. And also the Rams, the also wonder game in their home stadium as Super Bowl was played in Los Angeles. So definitely a good moment for the Rams. And going back to the Bengals, their offensive line was a huge reason why they lost this game. And also his penalties in the red zone, which allowed the Rams to score that decisive touchdown, also did not help as well. But next to some missed opportunities in offense, the Bengals played overall pretty good until it got later in the game. But despite the loss, the Bengals had a good season. They overcame a lot of obstacles. They overachieved. They also signed a lot of doubters in this game by going as far as they did in this season despite the loss. But in the end, what is next for these two teams? Where will they be in the 2022 NFL season? Well, I definitely think the Rams are in a much better position to come back and repeat in the Super Bowl by playing again in the Super Bowl. But they definitely got a lot of cap issues to figure out. They also need to see what they're going to do with their looming free agents, such as Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller. And also heard they're also over the cap space as well. And there's also been questions on Sean McVay, such as will he stick around as head coach of the Rams? As there have been reports he might enter broadcasting booth for a while, and he also said he wants to start a family. So will these two things lure him away from head coach of the Rams? Well, I don't think he's probably going to leave, because if he leaves right now, the Rams got to go find a whole new coach. And I'm not sure that's something the Rams want to do right now, even though they may be forced to. But I definitely believe there will be continuing speculation 
speculation and questions on future Sean McVay, but I don't think we're going to wait too much longer to find out what the answer is going to be because right now the Rams, they got a lot to figure out in the offseason because right now with all this cap issues and going back to the free agency signings of Odell Beckham Jr. and Vaughn Miller, they will need to find a way to keep this team together to keep it competitive for the foreseeable future because under head coach Sean McVay, the Rams were in a win-now mode, so they did everything needed to do this season to win. They signed the right free agents, such as Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller, which are highly essential to winning this game, the Super Bowl, and also having a very successful season. But in the end, right now it's kind of like a sandcastle and the tides are coming in. And there's nothing wrong with going win now for the NFL franchise because if it gets you a Super Bowl, there's definitely nothing wrong with it. But it's after Super Bowl, things start to get real. And when a team in the win now mode wins a Super Bowl, if they don't handle the offseason effectively, things could get ugly really quick and they could collapse really quick. Which has happened to several Super Bowl teams after winning the Super Bowl. Teams that won the Super Bowl or even lost the Super Bowl with promise to go back to the Super Bowl end up falling apart. Can this happen to the Rams? Well, right now, it's way too soon to tell. I do see them as a favorite for next season, but the offseason will indeed be highly critical. As of now, the Rams do have negative $8.8 million in cap space. Well-noted free agents are Von Miller, Darius Williams from the defensive side of the ball, and when it comes to offense, their pending free agents are Austin Corbett, Sonny Michel, and Odell Beckham Jr. And when it comes to positions in need for the Rams in the offseason, there's really not a lot of them, so definitely the Rams do have a pro there, but those positions are linebacker, left tackle, edge, right guard, and cornerback. And for the 2022 NFL Draft, which will be held later this year in April, the Rams will have picks in the third round, fourth round, fifth round. They'll have three picks in the sixth round and two picks in the seventh round. So they won't be picking to the third round NFL Draft. This might not be a good thing because they did give up a lot to get Matt Stafford. I don't know if this is going to come back to haunt them in the draft. That does remain to be seen. But when it goes back to the top five needs, the ones that really do see a concern for me are left tackle because this is not an easy position to find. This is definitely something the Rams definitely want to get to fill that need in order to protect Matt Stafford in the offensive line. And they also want to get a right guard because right now the Rams offensive line may be an area they want to focus on because right now they want to protect Matt Stafford for the future season coming up in the fall of 2022. So right now the offensive line might be the area they want to focus more on the most because the last thing they want to do is end up like the Bengals who are no doubt notorious for having a very bad offensive line in this season despite going all the way to Super Bowl with it. So based on how things look right now, the Rams definitely do indeed have a very interesting offseason and their status in the draft is definitely not one any team wants to be in because you don't have any picks in top 100 picks. So see how they manage the draft. I don't think they're going to find a way to trade up in this draft. I definitely think they definitely will have to wait to third round to make their first selection, which might come back to haunt them, but we'll see. And they definitely have to navigate free agency wisely with their current cap space situation. So we'll see just how things play out for the Rams in the offseason, but right now they are currently the reigning Super Bowl champions and they will go into this upcoming NFL season in the fall as the reigning champions. Now as for the Bengals, the Bengals go into this offseason with $58 million in cap space, which is definitely a good position for them to be in. They could definitely take advantage of that by signing key talent in the free agency market. As for the draft, their top needs in the draft are going to be cornerback, center, offensive guard, offensive tackle, and linebacker. Now, it's worth noting three of those needs are also involved in the offensive line. So you definitely want to fix the offensive line in this draft. I think the Bengals' first pick in the draft is going to be an offensive lineman. And I also wouldn't be surprised that picks that come after that, maybe the second and third pick they have in this draft will also be involved in the offensive line because right now that is indeed the biggest need for the Bengals right now in the offseason as they go into the draft. Now, they could find offensive linemen in free agency, but I definitely want to rule out finding them in a draft as well. Now, 
the Bengals do appear to be all set with wide receivers. The wide receivers have definitely been good for Joseph Burrow, and there has been recent speculation that the Bengals might sign Rob Kronkowski as a tight end. And Kronkowski has even said that he would definitely like to play for Joseph Burrow. He did say there's any quarterback in the league right now, now that Tom Brady's retired, that Kronkowski would like to play for. He did mention Joseph Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. So if the Bengals are looking for a tight end, they definitely want to sign Kronkowski. I will definitely advise the Bengals to do that because right now the opportunity is indeed there, which I believe is definitely worth the exploration. But in the end, it all comes down to the offensive line, which right now is by far the most critical need for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they definitely need to address that in both free agency and also in the draft. Because if they don't, Joe Burrow might become the next Andrew Luck. And there already has been speculation about this happening that Joe Burrow might follow down the pathway of Andrew Luck. And if that is the case, he won't be in the league much longer because an inadequate offensive line is definitely what drives a quarterback out of the NFL. So we'll see just how the Bengals do in the offseason if they address all the needs they have to. They definitely got the cap space and Joe Burrow definitely is a lure for other players around the league who are free agents and they definitely got to go after Gronkowski. That's definitely what I would do is add Gronkowski as a tight end. Now we'll see how the Bengals do if any of this comes to pass. But he definitely got a big task ahead of them in the offseason because right now the pressure's on the Bengals because right now they're not favored to do as well as he did this past season in the 2021 NFL season because right now when you go into 2022 NFL season later this year in the fall, the Bengals will be in a crowded AFC conference with some very competitive teams in the AFC conference such as the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, and assuming they sign Aaron Rodgers, the Denver Broncos. So right now the Bengals have got a long road ahead of them with not just the offseason but the competition that will come when the season starts up again this fall. And that there's my Super Bowl recap along with what's next for the Rams and the Bengals. And it's also now the official end of the NFL season. And what a season it was. It's going to feel a little sentimental right now because right now we're going to the dark ages right here knows the offseason, but what a season it was. I mean, when I look back on the season, it was by far the most dramatic, scandalous, chaotic, and controversial season I've ever seen in the NFL in a really long time. Actually, I've never seen a season like this. I mean, what a season it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure there going to be books written on the season. Several studies are going to be done in the season because what a season it was. It was full of surprises. We never knew what was going to happen next. And in the end, no one would have expected the Bengals and the Rams to make it to Super Bowl. I mean, what a surprise it was. It was a pleasure covering the season. My first time covering an NFL season, and I can't wait to cover the next season when it comes in the fall of 2022 later this year. But a lot of great memories were done this season. A lot of magical moments, a lot of negative moments, but also a lot of surprises. And right now, the story will continue. We're in the offseason. The season is over, but the NFL must go on. It's kind of like that book. You know, you read a book, you finish the book, you finish the last chapter, and you wonder what happens to the characters at the end of the book. Well, that's the NFL offseason right now. We just concluded the novel of the 2021 NFL season, and now we're going to talk about what happens next. And it reminds me just like in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right after the final Avengers movie, Avengers Endgame, where the story was ended, the Infinity Saga was over with, and I always wondered, and that was what happens next to beloved Avengers now that the story has been told and concluded. Well, good thing for us, Disney Plus unleashed those limited run series such as WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Marvel's What If, and Hawkeye. All those shows told us what happens after the end of the story. Well, right now, those stories will be told in the NFL offseason. The story is done for 2021, but here we are in 2022. A new season will come eventually. We're in the offseason. The saga of 2021 is over, but the stories will continue to be told in the offseason because there's always a lot going on in the NFL. The draft will come later this April. We'll talk about offseason moves, what happens to free agency, and also Aaron Rodgers. What's next? Aaron Rodgers is a major part of his podcast. Ever since the podcast got started, Aaron Rodgers is always a hot story, and he will continue to be a hot story as long as he's in the NFL.
And also, what will the post-Tom Brady NFL look like? That will also be a topic of discussion here in future editions of Bruce Stilled. And for my personal favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys, what the hell happened and how can they fix the problems they're facing right now? And there's also the multiple challenges the NFL is facing right now in its offseason, such as the lawsuit from Brian Flores, the scandal with the Washington Commanders, allegations of owners offering money to coaches to tank games, and also with the Denver Broncos up for sale, and many other challenges that are facing the NFL. So the story will continue in the NFL, and I'll cover it here in Bruce Stilled, and yes, there will be drink pairings. Bandian, what a season. And let's go find out what the offseason will bring and beyond. And that'll be another story for another day. But until then, that'll do for me here at Edition of Bruce Stilled. Thank you for joining me. Please do follow this podcast on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast on Instagram. It's here you'll find photos of all the beers profiled here in Bruce Stilled. Also, do share this podcast with your friends and family. Do you rate this podcast five stars on Apple or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast? I'm your host, Brandon. Go out there, enjoy some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. Celebrate this season of the NFL, and I'll see you all next time. Until then, be brewed and be the still, folks. Cheers. Bye.